For my good friends at Slate, in collaboration with Ford, comes the new podcast, Life on the Fast Track. Cheer on three Girl Scouts as they design, build, and race wooden cars in the Ford Girls Fast Track races. We'll meet their families, use power tools, and hear what happens when girls are empowered to put STEAM principles to the test. Download and subscribe to Life on the Fast Track wherever you get your podcasts. I get mine at Trader Joe's. I have no idea what that means. I'm Lex Friedman. Uh, hey, Wow. Um, uh, John Maltz is not at this time presently in this recording session. What? So uh, I'm lost right now with what to say. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. That's Star Armstrong, by the way. Yeah, I didn't even know. Well, I figured <laughs> by me talking and it wasn't John Maltz, and we've already heard from you that people would logically, you know, make that connection. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's nice to talk to you again, John. How are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's been a busy week. I slept over in Brooklyn one night. Not at your house, though. Yeah, and I'm still hurt by that. Why, why didn't you talk to me about that, Lux? Were well, you busy if, doing work shit? If I'm sleeping over in the city, it's because I am booked fucking wall to wall. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I did a... Uh, uh, a drinks event after work, and then I went immediately from drinks to see a, a live podcast at the Bell House. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. took people who were at that show out to drinks, and then I was like, okay, it's time to go to sleep now. And I knew that I was planning to sleep in the city that night because I had a meeting at eight thirty in the city the next morning. So I hotel tonighted it and stayed at some shithole in Brooklyn. <laughs> it was great. Was it terrible? Yeah, I, no, it actually uh, was fine. It was like it's. I, I will hotel tonight in New York. New York City, Brooklyn, anywhere, if it's 80 bucks or less. And I, I take whatever the hotel is, it's 80 bucks or less. It was fine. It was fine. Wow. You can uh, get a lot. That night of, you can get 80 bucks. You can do it. it really? Oh, yeah. Where? There's tons, actually. I've stayed in all kinds of places. Um, That's amazing, because I've never, like, I've tried that in Salt Lake City. I've tried that. Of course, it was Comic-Con in Salt Lake City when I was trying to do that. Mm, yeah, that makes it worse. The entire city was sold out, but um, yeah, like uh, eighty bucks. That's amazing. That's like a third the cost of a normal night in Brooklyn. Were you? I in, really like, miss John Moltz, though. Don't you? Don't you wish you were here? I, I do, I, and I'm hopeful that he can join us. Nothing but lies. I'm sure. <gasps> oh my God, John Moltz is here. <laughs> John Moltz, everybody, he's here to save uh, the hey. show. He's saving Bye the show guys. right now. <laughs> Now, John, I know we don't have a ton of your time today. Do you want to give yeah. us any updates? Do you want to do you want to tell the listeners what's happening, or you want to just let them wonder? Well, we're well, we're recording at an odd time for us. Yes, we mm-hmm. are. And I have to leave shortly to go pick up my my kid. Hmm. The reason that you're subject, willing to be a host, the subject of this podcast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> one of the subjects of this podcast. Yeah. yeah w- once you go, we're going to talk about Hank the entire time. Oh, yeah. Well, let me know what you figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I will be interested to hear your conclusions. Um, my son uh, turns seven this coming Monday. Good for him. That is fantastic. We've been struggling nice. to figure out what to get him, but I think we're going to get him uh, a Fitbit like device that doesn't charge and that you mm. wear because he has like a Fitbit zip that he loses all the time because he takes it out mm-hmm. of his pocket and looks at it and puts it down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the 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 thing you wear it's like a watch with a you know a battery that you replace once a year kind of thing i think yeah. that he could handle because like you can shower with it you can sleep with it so it's just going right. to be a permanent part of him 
Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to get him an assault rifle, which is, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> you're not going to get him gun training. We're headed right in there, huh? We're <laughs> hmm? Well, you know, I just, just, gonna... I just wanted to, I'm not opposed to people learning how to fire weapons, but mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that you're waiting until he's older, Lex. Or maybe you'll never do it. I don't know. But um, are you uh, are you telling your kids to walk out? <laughs> I feel like mine might be young to walk out. <laughs> um, it is. It does seem like it is high school. It's mostly high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we've got a, a couple middle schoolers in our family. Um, my girlfriend's and mine, and um, I don't know what's happening with mine. I'm going to guess since Utah is such a uh, hmm. red state yeah, that Utah it's going to be, be a, different. Yeah, that's not, I don't know that that's, I mean, that's, it's been surprising though, because in the 90s, they act, the, one of the high schools had a gay straight alliance club that formed and no one caught on to it until it was too late to realize, oh my God, <laughs> they're like being and friendly with gay people. Gay. Holy shit. <laughs> Got to stop that right now. <laughs> The and, insidious um, gay agenda had taken over, and everyone was gay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Once the gay agenda hit, it was done. What? No, um, but the that was from a Salt Lake school. And it's the a super school. fun school now, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fantastic. It's fabulous. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, Utah can, can surprise you, but I think um, there's talk. I don't. I can't. You know go into details yet because i don't know those details but i believe there's whisperings that there may be a middle school situation where they're like you know what we're walking out and i think for them it's more about solidarity because they do have a metal detector because they go to school in downtown brooklyn uh and they share a building with a high school so you're dropping off your tiny little middle school kids in the middle of these like (laughs) grown-ass people and also there's a technical college too i think nearby so it's like uh, my my little children are surrounded by these giant people <laughs> mm-hmm. who say the f word every other word because <clears throat> they've never heard just like that it, way. just like at home no they've never heard that word here we don't <laughs> say that word john we don't say it here out loud to them you know i uh i had a dentist appointment this morning and uh when you have a dentist appointment in the morning at least where i live you see morning television because that's on in every room the waiting room yep. the Ugh. exam room Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so, see the good just, network just or the crap bad. network. Ours just has pop music. I saw uh, Kathy Lee and whoever her new co-host is since Hoda took over the other guy's job. Mm-hmm. Um, and they referred to uh, farts as the f word because they were playing "Never Have I Ever," which the newer co-host kept referring to as "Never Ever Have I Ever," Mm-mm. and uh, it was "Never Ever Have I Ever" tooted. And that's where she stops. She's like, tooted, tooted. And Kathy's like, yeah, that's because we can't call it the F word. And she goes, the F word. And she goes, yeah, fart. So I think Kathy Lee might think that the F word is fart. (laughs) Um, And then after saying that they shouldn't say it, she said it many, many times. Uh, All the women said they had never farted in elevator and blamed someone else. And the dude said that he has farted in elevator and not taken the blame. Yeah, now they, they <laughs> now they they, yeah, that's a lie. Because I've been in elevators where I was the only male and was mm. not. I did not instigate <laughs> or propagate. Oh, but you were, yeah, assumed to be. Um, I right? just looked. I looked around, like, yeah, 
Wow, I didn't say misandry. Misandry is a real problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no, but um. So the other uh, thing that I uh, wanted to bring up is that um, the civics dialogue that the high school students who were who they have changed fundamentally changed the dialogue in this country, and I think it's an amazing uh, feat. Just just even to get this far, where they're you know, the dialogue around gun control in the United States, that dialogue has been substantially altered because students who are teenagers got involved. And it's impressive and incredible. Yes. And I'm really proud and happy. And, um, we should say, we all, just, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's necessary to say though, that they are white. They are. Um, and I think that that helps. Well, yes. I, I don't society know. Society listen uh, to their um, listen to them. Whereas uh, I think if they were not white, uh, we would not be ha- at the place that we are right now. Wait, isn't uh, one of no? I thought one of the the girls was um, she's the gay straight alliance person at her school. She was the one on stage who asked Dana Lesh, Satan's best friend. Um, <laughs> Former mom right blogger. Uh, she's she's evil. Dana Lesh is evil. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> she has no soul. She sold everything to be <laughs> to take it from the NRA. She's whatever they're paying her. Apparently that's enough for her. But um, anyway, the woman who con- the girl who confronted her, she's not. I believe she's Hispanic. So okay, not Still, entirely white. But uh, I think you know, I think w- they entirely. present. You know they. Uh, you know you know what I mean. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, on that, in that same vein, um, Liz started watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on Netflix, and no, yeah. she didn't. No, she didn't. She started watching Queer Eye on Netflix because <laughs> whatever Queer, of, Queer, of Sorry, Queer Eye is just Netflix. Queer Eye because they made over at least because I'm watching. See, they made over at least one gay man who was oh. initially closeted, and part of the episode is his plan to come out to his. <gasps> Wow. Okay, don't no re, don't reveal. Don't we watch the That's first what they say in the first seconds of the episode. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. Our mission this time is this guy who wants to come out to his stepmom. Spoiler alert. It happens in the first 7 seconds of the episode is what they say that that's their mission. Okay. Whether he succeeds or not, I don't know. But continue. Queer Eye. One of the episodes, and one of the one of the Queer Eye, you know, dudes is um African American and one of the guys they're making over who is straight. He's a, police a cop, officer, yeah. right, in Atlanta, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And mm-hmm. there's this supposedly funny thing that happens, but it's not funny at all, and it's super awkward and weird, but it forces a dialogue that's really great. And it I remember... It's really moving. Uh, it's a conversation yeah. between the, the, the black uh, queer eye and uh, a white cop talking about their feelings on each other's people. And it was fascinating and good, and they hugged it out, and you could tell like they were both genuinely moved. It was not a TV moment; like they weren't no. playing it up for the camera. They no. were moved by the conversation. I got a sense good. more conversation happened than made it on air. <laughs> yes, and, yes, um, probably. And also you know, that the feels that that original the, when the show was on the first time, the like there were a lot of feelings. Um, whenever I watched that from me and my people, I watched it with, and it was nice to have that again and it's i think there's yes um, it's it's great to see uh entertainment deliver that kind of um hope 
and yeah, where people are helping other humanity. People. Yeah, right. Yeah, people and like learning people. about each and open to learning yeah. about other people. Right. Uh, you know that my wife was once made over on the single season of Queer Eye for the Straight Girl. Are you aware of that? You thing? mentioned that on the other show that you're on, yes. one of the other ones. And uh, yeah. why don't you share that here? In case there's no well, crossover, listen. I'm going to tell the I'm going to tell the funny story about it right after I tell you about the fact that support for today's show comes from Perfume.com with more than seven thousand women's and men's fragrances. Perfume.com has been America's number one place to buy discount perfumes online since 1995. Millions of happy customers have turned to Perfume.com to save up to eighty percent on authentic and original brand name perfumes like Dolce and Gabbana, Burberry, Calvin Klein, Hugo Boss, Who's the Boss, and hundreds more. I made up one of those. In fact, their broad selection of perfumes and colognes include celebrity scents. Gift sets, top sellers, hard-to-find fragrances, specialty samples, and even new releases, all of which are delivered to your door within just days. This massive selection of fragrances hugely surpasses what you can find at any individual shop. So don't do that. Don't go to a store. Go to the internet. That's what it's there for. You can get free shipping, free returns, and an extra 25% off with the code TTCA25. It's the perfect gift for any occasion for him and her. Just go to perfume.com, use the code TTCA25 to get 25% off. Uh, when my wife was made over on Queer Eye for the Straight Girl, we lived in LA. It was the first episode they ever taped. The first day, they just destroyed our condo. They just destroyed it. They were so amped up and excited because they, like, the Queer Eye for the Straight guy was so hugely popular. It was the zeitgeist, and those guys had all become stars. Carson Kressley and the other four. And um, <laughs> they were mm-hmm. so pumped up that they were like way too jazzed to be there. And they were, tr- they were all playing. It was their first episode. And they were playing it up for the camera way too hard. And at some point, the producer stops and was like, you have to stop demolishing these people's belongings. Like they threw our <laughs> shit out the window off the balcony. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I had a... I had a <laughs> I had a Disney menorah, like Disney characters menorah. And he's like, this is dumb. And he throws it on the floor and it smashes. It oh. smashes. And I love that oh. menorah. And they like, it was, it was handmade, right? So they got me a replacement oh. off eBay, but, and I still have the replacement, but it's not the same menorah. Like it's not mm-hmm. the same because I had mine. Um, but they, they slow him down. So then the next day they take Lauren out <laughs> shopping and you know, oh I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go stay with a, a uh, you know, family. So I stay with my sister cause I can't see what's happening. So they take Lauren out shopping and they're like, what do you think of this? And she's like, mm, I don't like it. And he's like, no, we've already bought it for you. So let's try that again. What do you think of this? And she's like, it's great. <laughs> and so they're doing furniture shopping the whole day. It's an eight hour day. At the end of the day, they're like, oh, we fucked up. None of that was filmed. We have to do this day again tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And Lauren, she's not supposed to have any contact with me, but like, come on. And so mm-hmm. she calls me. I should like the idiot move I made was we listened to them when they're like, we shouldn't talk to them. We shouldn't talk to each other. Like she was being put up at a fancy hotel. I should have gone and stayed at the hotel with her yeah. at night and was way too dumb to do that. I would never make that mistake again. But um, she calls me. She's like, they're teaching me to make a dessert. And you're going to hate it, but you have to say it tastes good. And it was in tiramisu. <laughs> and I don't like coffee. She doesn't like coffee. And I think there's like some kind of coffee flavor in tiramisu. And so yes. she, she <laughs> makes it for me. And I'm there in the house. And I'm like, mm, it's good. I'm full from just this one bite. <laughs> there's no ambiguity about the fact that I fucking hate it. They cut away from my face so fast after I tried this tiramisu. <laughs> anyway, oh reality TV is wonderful. And can we get that anywhere? Can we see that episode? Is that a, is there a link for that? It's on my TiVo. Um, I'll think. Yeah, there's I don't have access. To just that, go over but, to his um, house. Yeah. And if anyway, you want to see it, just go over to Lex's house. Coming up in Alabama, I'll hook you guys up. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the, that's one of the things that bugs. I mean, we watched. We only watched the first episode, but you can see those moments <laughs> where oh, there was something something that went on behind the scenes there. Definitely, 
and then there's a whole bunch of you know, I mean there's a whole bunch of stuff that's really like <laughs> very staged moments but but still even with that there are very genuine moments I mean when the guy starts breaking down and crying you can tell he's yeah. actually the only he's thing actually that really moved bums me out about the new queer eye on Netflix is I like you guys know I don't, I don't swear in front of my kids and it's unbleeped it's Netflix so it's uncensored I oh, kind yeah. of wish they had an audio track that was just the bleeped version because I would switch to that and have my kids watch it with me but I'm not like there's a lot of f-bombs and I'm not gonna have them watch that yeah it's fine i understand their yeah. choice they're not wrong well i gotta it's go because i have a tiramisu in the oven so oh okay Moltz, thanks oh, for well. dropping by it's been nice yeah. having you <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week all right have let me know weekend, Johnny. Hank. okay me <laughs> too now we can talk about hank <laughs> yeah so boys uh, okay uh now so, I interrupted you when Moles joined because you were also talking about hotels and cheap stays in brooklyn and things like uh that. yeah so you know you so um Next week I head to Utah and I'm going to be there for about 10 days to my, my oldest is in her. This is her musical performance week. And, um, I, she, I'm going to go see her a couple of times and then I'm going to, um, see their piano performance as well. They're my girls, um, piano stuff. This is their twice yearly thing. So I get to see that, which I'm very excited about, but yep. I'm trying to figure out places to stay. Cause I usually lean on family and friends and it's kind of getting like, I need to maybe not do that so much. So trying to find a good, I've done Airbnb before, but I, I have not been a hundred percent impressed with the offerings. Yeah. Um, and especially for the money, but, but, um, uh, uh you know, we'll see what happens. But anyway, Marlo, who, you know, she, her, she, she, Lita knew numbers and letters at 18 months. You could point to a letter and she would tell you what it was. It was crazy. Marlo could give a shit. She could care less about that stuff. She did not want to even be bothered with it. Elmo, Schmelmo, she was all about Barney. Anyway, fast forward, time to read. She does not, she just does not happy about reading. I work with her, I work with her, I work with her. You know, I'm sure... I can't speak for others in her life, but on this side of the thing, we're all working with Marla trying to get her to read more. And it was yep. pulling. It was like major dentistry, right? And, <laughs> um, you know, including some epic meltdowns. And I finally said to her, well, here's the thing. You're not going to get better at reading by not reading. True. So if you want to just not read, we can do that, <laughs> but you'll never get good at reading. Like, you're, you'll always be behind. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to not be behind, then you got to start reading. And I'm here to help you. That's what we're doing. And so, anyway, she got a score back and she was one of the highest in her class. And actually, the teacher said that in terms of how she describes what she reads, the way she constructs her sentences, the way she talks about the story, that, you know, the whole thing. It's, it's amazing. And so they're actually trying to push her a little harder because they think she can do it. So that is awesome news. And so I should also yes, publicly say thank you to everybody in her life who sees her more than I do because I'm certain that they work with her as well. So that includes teachers, any um, childcare folks, and her mother. So big ups to all the crew helping Marlo kick ass. I love that. Congratulations. That's exciting. That's Liam said to me this morning, Daddy, we might not be able to read our book tonight when you tuck me in. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, well, it's bring your favorite book to school today, so I'm going to take it to school. And I'm like, that's your favorite book? Uh, it's uh, a book I actually do not love, but I like it. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is what we're reading. I've never read it before. Mm. And 
He's like, well, it's not my favorite book, but mom said I didn't have to pick my favorite. I could just pick a book that I like because he couldn't decide which book was his favorite. And, but I just thought it was so cute. He's like, listen, we might not be able to read our book. And I thought it was like, he's like, just fair warning, 18 hours, no, 12 hours before I'm going to go to bed. I just want you to be aware of this fact. And I was like, it's fine. I, can I love that. Yeah. I love when kids do that. Yeah. They, they're, they're thinking ahead. It's good. It's very good. We've been empty nesters a little bit this week. It's been kind of crazy. Mm. Um, a lot of fucking uh the lawyers have advised me not to mention that part of my life at this time uh plus just well listen let me go ahead just good sense yes before you talk more about the empty nesting situation can i do one other piece of business i want to tease it we're going to hear about what life is like at john's house as an empty nester a a temporary empty nester Mm -hmm. but my question for you john and dear listeners is what do you do with all your photos Uh, i have years of photos on my phone um many many gigs of photos on my mac but for those favorite photos you've got to check out canvas people they're back canvas people prints your favorite photos on canvas i know you're shocked they used to print them on people but they found it was easier to print anyway canvas people prints your favorite photos on canvas for really unique beautiful pieces of art this allows you to cherish your favorite memories plus they look great on any wall i have a canvas people print of my family right here i am literally looking at it as i record uh so canvas people uh, you literally just pick your photo. You can kind of pretty much import it from anywhere. It's beautiful. And uh, it's, the, the website is deliciously easy to use. I know, I know that you're going to love Canvas People. And as a special offer, we have a code that will get you your own 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. All you're going to pay is shipping and handling. You'll get a customized Canvas print that you're going to love having in your home free. If you've heard this ad before, you're like, yeah, one day I'll do that. Do it today. Visit canvaspeople.com. Upload your own memorable photo and enter the code TTCA, like turning this car on. To get your free 11 by 14 print only from Canvas People, go to canvaspeople.com today and enter code TTCA. And they will print it on Canvas and not People, just to be clear. So, nice. empty nesting. The home's empty. How's yep. that been? It's weird. Yeah. Partially because it's been the Olympics as well, which is something that we try to do as a family watch the, the Olympics and or town halls. Um, that might be happening on CNN, but, um, I'm going to guess you didn't watch that, but anyway, uh, no. yeah, it was incredible. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, okay. kids gone and it's weird. Um, the, the, my girlfriend's kids are with their dad out of the country. Yep. They went to visit a, another land and, um, it's really strange because w- I've just realized how much of our lives is centered around the kids. Like, yes waking up at a certain time breakfast at a certain time getting everyone out the door at a certain time after school pickup at a certain time taking them to the extra i feel like when uh, there's no kids there is a tension that you don't realize that you always have that you then don't have that's that's my take on it yeah and it's weird because my 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 instinct has been for so long to like okay i'm subverting whatever needs to happen for me because I've got to get the kid to bed. I've got to get like ready for tomorrow. I got to make lunch, whatever it is. The kids have come first, and I don't think that's unusual. I'm not trying to be a hero or anything. Just saying. Uh, you're but amazing, that, John. That you. <laughs> anyway, so you, <laughs> you, you, so much of your home life is focused on the kids, and so it's just crazy. Because I'm looking, I'm like, you know, like we can eat at whatever time we want. This I mean, actually, we, we, oh, you, you continue. Know. No, no, no. It just, it's just weird. That's such a weird thing. 
just it that. actually touches on a thing that I feel guilty about because listen, uh, this week I haven't seen my kids that much because I was in the city overnight. I've been in the city working every day until today and today I'm home, which is nice. And I saw them all morning. I took them to the bus stop, whatever, um, hugged them when they came home from school. But like the night that I slept in Brooklyn, I was out late <laughs> and went to sleep at like one in the morning. And then I was in the city again the whole day the next day. And I got home at to my house this morning at one in the morning. Um, and then like, so those days have been effectively kid free where I was just doing Lex life work stuff. And although I had plenty to do and I had no time, it's like, it is different. It's different to wake up and know that the only person I have to get out the door is me. Mm-hmm. Um, then, but uh, the guilt that I have is, I know that when I'm home with them all day, like if I spend the whole day with them, I get excited about bedtime because I know that like after bedtime, now it's, now it's my time. Again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yep. I, I can't tell how shitty that makes me. I'm, I'm not asking you to absolve me of this guilt. I, I'm okay with shitty. some level of it. Okay. It but I, I don't shitty. know. I'm rude. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. It's like, cause you know, they all are in their beds by eight 30 on your reads until nine. Liam's usually in bed by eight. Cause he passes out right away and Sierra somewhere in between. But like, I'm like, all right, eight 31. Now it's my time. And like, what does my time mean? It means like, I'm going to use my iPad and or watch Netflix. <laughs> but like, <laughs> right. I'm like, hooray, I'm going to do those things now. And I, yeah. I'm going to sit in a lump. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pour an adult beverage some of the time. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it's, that's the other thing that's um, interesting is as my kids have gotten older and my girlfriend's kids, they stay up later. And it's really strange because you, for a long time, there was this window before bed of where we have this time as a couple or, you know, I can watch something. It's like I can have my time or we have couple time uh, to do something. Um, and that's kind of gone now because of the lateness of the kids staying up. Even though, and I think it would be different if we were in a house because we're in an apartment, yes. smaller, so you kind of know what's up. Like you know what the kids are up to and whatever. But but that's been another thing too. Is it's sort of like, oh, wow, it's 12.45 a.m. Really? Like we've been watching the Olympics and it's that late? Wow, uh, okay, well, we better go to bed. And usually that's that may be a once a month thing where we've binged something and we just had to watch one more episode or two and suddenly it's really late. But, um, also that's changed since I've, I used to have to drive to Jersey to work and now I don't. So that's, yes. But, um, anyway, it's just such a weird adjustment and I'm starting to see what that may look like. And it's sort of like, I need to think about some hobbies again. Like I may need to get back into photography because I'm going to need to, you know, yeah. And, um, like I'm still into photography, but like plan shoots and, you know, like do things like get up early and go outside and do some shoots and whatever, because I don't have to get a kid to school so I can go do photos, come back, breakfast, work. And it's not a thing. And it's just, that's such a mind shift. It's really crazy really really crazy to yes consider it it's also kind of sad too to think about it i know what you mean it is and the kids have been long gone long enough now <coughs> it's been 10 days that there's now it's like something is wrong it's just this is wrong <laughs> this is not right and yeah. that's also a weird thing so anyway yeah. yeah when does the house get uh crowded again they come back, I believe they arrive Monday early morning. They're coming in on a red eye 
and um, they'll go straight to school, apparently, according to their mother. So I'm going to just, I'm going to obey that because I know where the bread's buttered in this house and, uh, you know, do what I'm told. <clears throat> Lex. Yes. I do what I'm told. I think that's good. I, I, I totally get it. I 100% understand it. When I have a week like this one, where I've been so busy and so away from the kids, I, I think I overcompensate, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be father of the decade now. And mm-hmm. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Anya if she wants to stay up late so we can watch a movie. Sure. And then like tomorrow Andy. I'm going to play the freaking board games with Liam that he likes that I hate. We have this Mario Kart game that is just so awful, mm-hmm. um, and he loves it. And you need at least three players, so you've got to convince somebody else. And everybody mm-hmm. knows it's awful except for Liam. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. I uh, but so I will be. I will be a, a a very doting and involved father this weekend. I think because I haven't seen him, so it'll be good. And then huh? I can get it all out of my system and then not see him ever again. That's that's yeah. <laughs> right. You win the win the award and walk away. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, have you watched any Olympics at all? Yo, yeah, we watched some. Um, I, I watched much less than I do on the in the summer, but yeah, I, I leave. I you know, on last weekend we left it on for a couple hours, which we don't usually do with the TV because Sierra was really enjoying it. But yeah, I like it. It's been a yeah, it's been an interesting Olympics. Yes, uh, America, uh, United States. I guess they beat the Canadians. That's amazing. The women hockey team, but you know that was amazing. But um, I've missed curling. I used to watch the curling a lot. And for some reason, the time zone, whatever it is, I'm just missing the, I'm missing it. I didn't see any curling. And oh, I, I actually, that's probably what I watched the most of. And you're an expert now, right? Oh, dude, I can say that you got to get the rock in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know all the rules. Did we talk about this last okay. time? I can't remember if we did. Yes, I think we did. Because it was the middle of the Olympics last time. Now it's the end. Yeah, um, I know. I, I'm definitely, I think we've talked about this. I'm a summer Olympics guy. I want to see those sweet sweet summer sports but mm-hmm. man curling Beach is volleyball great. yes but, but not just that also indoor volleyball uh, but um but really you know, I, beach volleyball i mean come on i don't understand why you're saying that what i mean oh you, you like the way the sand affects like the balls mm-hmm. bounce yeah it's just mm-hmm. a difficult play your feet work is really you know there's a lot more i think people take more chances with diving and stuff because of the sand oh yes um there's there's no it's not about rippling abs or bikinis or any of that it's you know that's fine and all but really it's it's about the footwork for me just saying yeah yeah not, i mean i can't speak for everybody but for me mm-hmm. it's about the footwork mm-hmm. yeah, um are your are any of the the four young girls in your life uh gonna be olympians do you think what are the odds i'm gonna put it right now at zero okay okay zero percent odds mm-hmm. none mm-hmm. odds <laughs> yeah. What about you? You got some future Olympians? Uh, definitely not. Uh, they're Freedmans. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No. No. Although I, do, reading a, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet from somebody. I think it was um, Tim somebody. Tim somebody who's a comedian on Twitter. He posts like one tweet every week or so. That's always hilarious. Uh, where it's like anybody on the planet could become like an Olympic caliber curler with 35 minutes of practice <laughs> and i was like that's quite possibly true <laughs> maybe there it depends right are you the the person that rolls the stone or it, the are you the sweeper? i mean because i think the sweeper that's a, that's the different deal 
Yes. The sweeper, I think you got to work out for hours. But I think the, you know, once you figure out which shoe slides and which shoe doesn't and how to let go of the stone without uh, falling on your face, I feel like you can mm-hmm. be in really good shape. I think my thing would be I would be worried about coming up too short with the curling. Like, yes, that would be a problem. Yeah, like, not giving it cut quite a bit enough. Uh, and when I lived in England as a Mormon missionary, I went, uh, part of my community outreach was to go to, we were supposed to go knock on doors. And the Scottish guy I was with, he's like, Armstrong. I can't do the accent, whatever. We went and did indoor bowling at this community center. And what that meant was, it's um, the it's lawn bowling. And the balls they use are not round. They're, they're kind of oval shaped, like like. And so you roll them on the long end, they're like a, t- a tire. So you roll it on that end, and then when it falls, like it does things, it can do weird curly things. So you put the ball, the jack ball down, and then you got to get things close to it. I was really good at it. I don't know what the deal was, but I was just on fire. And we were bowling against complete strangers, and there was this older couple. And I actually felt like by doing that, I was a much better Mormon missionary than I was knocking on doors, seeing people who could give a shit about me at the doorstep. Whereas like, who is this prodigy lawn bowler, indoor bowling master yes. from America yes. who, who's got a you know secondhand suit and looks like he stepped off the new wave train? I also, uh, speaking of Summer Olympics, <laughs> yes, the long jump, man. The long jump is where I look at these people and I'm like, I can do nothing that these people right. can do. Like, <laughs> That's, I can run. I can't run fast like the fast runners who run fast. I can hit a volleyball. I can serve a volleyball. I can't win a volleyball game. Um, I can shoot a basket. I can make a foul shot. But like when they do the long jump, can't do that. I mean, I can no, jump, what, but I can't jump long. Is it, is it, what about the, is it the triple jump or whatever? It's like the hop, skip, jump thing. Is it, what is that called? Triple jump? I think they call it the triple jump. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it's also called the hop, too. step, and jump, or the hop, skip, and jump. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's it's similar to the long jump, and uh, it's that hop, the whole bang, thing jump. Yeah, right. That that whole exercise for that, the way that happens, is so crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah, the the physics, the body language, all of it, nuts. Also, pole vaulting is also weird too. Pole vaulting is crazy. And some, even more with the winter sports than the, the summer ones, you wonder for some of them, how do you decide, oh, I'm going to do that. I am capable of doing that. Like, even just the luge, like you could see it and say, wow, that looks awesome. But how do you know that you'd be good at it? <laughs> like, how do you train? I, I, I just don't understand. I can't wrap my head around it. It's the only life. thing I did with the high jump pit in high school was make out on it. Nice. I mean, that, that was really the only thing. By yourself do. or were there other people there too? Well, it started by myself and then others eventually. Hmm. And really nice. one other. So that was great. I Are you like still I, friends? You know, no, I, I haven't spoken to her in probably 20 years. You should call her. No, I should not. It's not cool no. to hit it and quit it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said it's not cool to hit it and quit it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know what that even means right now. Like, okay. that's so far in my past. Mm-hmm. You're saying to never break up with someone. Is that what I'm you're saying? I'm saying, yes, you should have loved her. She was the one. That's all. <laughs> I don't know uh, what you're smoking right now, but that is not true. Here's the, I did have four and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> oh, that's going to be helpful. And I've worked all day. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really have any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
It really doesn't. It's Friday. And, it's Friday. you know, it's the end of the show right now. We're close to the end, I think. Right. Getting there. Right. We're just a hop, skip, and jump away. Mm-hmm. We're just a long jump away. Just a pull of yes. all away from the end. Totally. No. I just have to speak about this CNN town hall, though. Those kids were amazing. Please. Yeah. They were incredible. And uh, all the... I, listen, I get, I suppose, that people could have different political views. But hmm. the well, you don't talk about it too much here, so whatever. Right, the shit boxes who are like cruel to the kids, like mocking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all kinds of evil. Yeah, there's a special place for them. Yeah, oh, when yeah. they die, and frankly, there's probably a special place right now that they live in every day, because if that's where you are in your life, that you got to pick on high school kids who are standing up for something, mm. Mm. you're not a good person. Yes, and uh, you know. Uh, the kids who stood on stage on national and probably international at this point television to call out a senator for taking blood money is pretty amazing. And uh, that was really moving. Also, there's also the the guy who, the father, um, I think he was the first person to speak to uh, the Florida Senator Rubio. Rubio, tell him like, can you acknowledge that guns are yeah. bad? Yeah. Can you even acknowledge, can you live in the reality <laughs> right now that we all do where... Right. We should have less guns. We should. We need less guns, especially in school. And also we need to make it so that people can't get military style guns. Yeah. At the, the corner gun store. The AR actually stands for awesome rifle. <laughs> it's amazing rifle. <laughs> 15 not 10 it's 15 lex it's five better yeah terrible it's terrible and uh anyway that was super it was super emotional and uh the positive from it to me was that kids are seeing that they can have a voice and they can be powerful and i think that's i don't think we've seen that kind of movement since the 60s when most of these kids who are this age i'm sorry i cut you off continue no no, no go ahead most of these kids were this age when the 2020 presidential election rolls around will be a voting age. That's and right. the, I mean, this is nothing new to anybody who's listening, but the, the biggest thing that has to happen is people have to vote. That's the way you change stuff is people actually yeah. vote. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, um, I'm hopeful. Normally the, the younger folks don't tend to turn up in numbers that, um, they should, because if they did, they would, they would realize quickly like, holy shit, yeah. we can turn this thing. And, um, and that's I have a sense the 2020 side. election turnout is going to be gargantuan. That's my vibe. I got fingers crossed right now about yeah. that. I think 2018 <sighs> is going to be pretty good too, but I think 2020 is going to be insane. And listen, 2016 was not bad either in terms of turnout. There were a lot of people voting mm-hmm. compared to the usual. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's just been a weird, crazy couple of weeks and uh, kids are it's been the ass. best weeks. We've had the greatest weeks the best. in America. <laughs> Believe me, nobody's had better weeks in a country. We just need to train more teachers to shoot people. I want the students to have guns. Mm -hmm. I want the teachers to have guns. I want the guns to have little mini guns. (laughs) I want the no money that we spend on teachers to equal the no money and also make them now have to kill people. I have a perfect solution. When you fire a gun, it shoots a second bullet back at you at the same time. Problem solved. 